Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Marvel Television puts the spotlight back on the streets and returns to its bloody, violent Netflix roots with the bloody good time echo here on Normies Like Us. Your final lesson. We are the only ones we can trust. I've been watching them all night. And you guys show up and screw everything up. You and I were family. Family. Sometimes family doesn't see eye to eye. You heard it up top. We are once again diving into the pages of Marvel as we talk about the new hit bloody Hulu series. No. Here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, the King Colin, the Colin Pin. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> Interesting. I like Interesting. it. I like it. Um, I mean, Mike Murdoch. Oh. <laughs> I was going to go with uh, Cobb Pin. Oh, the Cobb so, Pin's good. <laughs> Cobb well, you can be yeah. the, you can be Cobb I, you can be Ek Cobb yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. Biscob. Yeah. Sure. My Instead favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Jack. Billy Cobb. Yeah. Love to see it. Uh, yeah. We're talking Echo, 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 Echo. The newest uh, wow. Yeah, Disney Plus series. Gritty. When I saw the um, spotlight, I'm like, this is giving Fox Searchlight. Like, did they rebrand that division? I was thinking like for a second. I like, was wondering that. Interesting as well because normally you get the uh mcu little logo thing with the fanfare and everything now you have marvel spotlight which must be new uh-huh. because i don't remember seeing that again yeah um, it's their first yeah. one with that. well um you know they've attempted these imprints uh just like once before an actual film obviously they do these things marvel spotlight is the name of comics that they publish under a, a specific wing right mm. uh and they tried to do this thing where they did marvel knights where i think they branded the film punisher war zone as a marvel knights production so wow. I mean, maybe that second ghost rider movie oh wow um, great movies <laughs> yeah so marvel's really never splits up before but now they are making the choice to go Hey, Disney Plus, the home of most of our family-friendly content. We also own this little thing called Hulu. What if we took, you know, some of that grit and gravel from that Netflix arrow that people loved of our our bloody division of Marvel stuff, and instead we applied that to Hulu and did a new division, Marvel Ah. Spotlight. So interesting. And they're doing it with this first-time character, Echo. Uh, Let me ask you guys, Jacob, are you familiar with this character outside of seeing her a little bit before uh no, I saw her in Hawkeye, but other than that, no. Yeah, um, I have no familiarity with this character. I'd never heard of them prior to Hawkeye. Um, so I, when this was announced, I was like, mm, interesting choice. I don't know how much buy-in there is from a general audience, but well, we'll get into this series as it stands. I like the idea of well, putting it in the gritty universe, even though I didn't watch the Netflix stuff. I yeah, like yes. that it has a little bit of an edge. This is what I want to talk about because. It's relevant to certain news things that have come out about the MCU recently uh, regarding Daredevil and these Netflix shows, which I guess were not considered fully canon for a long time, but now are officially canon under the MCU. I always thought they were because, I mean, you have Daredevil showing up in She-Hulk and Spider-Man and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Same character played by the same actor. Uh, 
But, you know, I like those Netflix shows. I, I mean, I only watched Daredevil uh, and Jessica Jones. And mm-hmm. even then, I think I saw like the first two seasons of each of those. Um, but I did like them at the time. Okay, Colin, did you hear about, did you know anything about Echo besides the Hawkeye verse? And how do you feel about the Netflix shows? No, and I'll say that as kind of our comic book reader fanboy here. No, she's a character that appeared in like some Daredevil comic books in like the 2000s, I guess. Really not when I was reading comic books. So no, I was not familiar with her. Surprised to see her on Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like Jacob, I watched those. I think I watched it a little bit more. I, I did Luke Cage. I, I did Iron Fist. I was let down by that as well. Yes, um, the Defenders was the special with with all four of the them uniting. That was kind of the street level Avengers at the time. Yeah, um, and it was really you know MCU's first attempt at TV. I mean, you had the yeah. net, network TV side of things where you had Agents of Shield and um, Agent Carter and those shows. Uh, and then you had the Netflix stuff, which was darker, edgier, grittier, you know, cool fight scenes and stuff. That's kind of what it was known for. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So this really feels like they're bringing back those those vibes, which is going to kind of lead into this new Daredevil show that's going to be coming out relatively soon. I guess they're, they're filming oh. it now. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now you're making a lot of changes to it, I guess, to bring it closer to what the Netflix vibe. Was yeah, they basically. Like yeah, they they originally decided to go this weird direction uh, where they were going to basically reboot the character using the same actor, but it's going to be kind of a soft reboot. And after a while they realized this isn't really working. This isn't what the fans want. So they totally said, scrap that. It's just going to, we're going to bring back the same character. We're going to bring back his friends from the original show, Foggy Nelson and Karen. And uh, I think that's the smarter choice. Uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, of right. course, you have uh, Kingpin, who originated in the Daredevil show, played by uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, who, you know, obviously was in Hawkeye as well, but appears in this show as well. Yeah, yeah. This, he's kind of the connecting tissue, I guess, between these universes is um, that per- the portrayal of Kingpin. I guess you could say, you know, his performance echoes throughout all these series, uh, kind of tying That's them right. together as one. Yeah. He's a linchpin, the kingpin of this, yes, this plan that they that's have. Right. Hatched. There we go, Mike. So, thank well, you. He's like they're they're positioning my guest to be the Thanos of the street level. Yeah, threat. kind of so. maybe leading up to like a Defenders two, and yeah. yeah, it is interesting that to validate all that TV stuff, you go like, will Luke Cage be back? Will Jessica be Jessica back? Jones, will our favorite. Danny yeah. Rand guy that mm. nobody really liked from Game of Thrones. No. Be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Iron Fist. Yeah. Um. I yeah. would love Jessica Jones in particular. I'd love to return mm. because I love Kristen um, Ritter, Kristen Ritter, that actress. And I love obviously the apart, the B in apartment 23, our favorite oh, show. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It's been a while since those shows were on. So yeah, bring them back. Bring I think back. the way that it is now uh, and, and listeners, just so that you know, you can go to the Disney plus app and you can go to this thing they call like the official Marvel timeline. And you see now that truly to what Jacob's saying, just from one conversation with the producer, they were like, bloop, and these Netflix things that they have. Yes, yes, snap your fingers, it's canon. Uh, it really seems like maybe the only thing now at this point is just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not. And, and maybe a little further uh, in that the main henchman of this show was a bad guy character, a different character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. So I, uh, I, I don't know. Why can't they all just be canon? Like, why do they say, oh, these ones aren't canon? Like, it all know. fits, like... 
You had fucking, our, Mike, uh, our beloved captain, yes, was the inhuman who then mm-hmm. we saw in multiverse True. madness. That's right. <laughs> like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you had uh, Clark Gregg from the Avengers. Yes, Coulson. Right? Yeah. Coulson. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. And we just saw Loki. So many timelines are getting pruned and not pruned, and now they're going buck wild. So they're all canon, yeah. technically, just in yeah. different universes. That, right, different well, branches. Right? And yeah, Jacob, we know that somewhere out there, someone is tossing salads and scrambled eggs as well. So, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of stuff that's, that's right. actually canon yeah. when you really think about it. Or, yeah, or maybe not. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's all up to Loki um, to keep it together now. Right. right. But I'm excited to talk about going. this show. Um, yeah. Should we just get into it then? Yeah. yeah, I think it's calling on the echoes of the shows of the past, the vibes of that gritty street stuff, and bringing it back to the present. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, Echo. Normies uh, like us. Us, us, us. We're back here on Normies Like Us, talking Marvel's Echo, 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 Echo. Um, a character we all kind of said we don't know anything that much about, but just to give a, a quick summary of what we've seen in the, the um, cinematic world so far, this is a character, Maya Lopez, who is performed by Alakwa Cox, um, who first appeared in Hawkeye in 2021, uh, or 2021. Uh, in that, you know, sort of Christmassy odd little series that it was where she sort of played the heavy to the kingpin, again, mm-hmm. reestablishing Vincent Dionforio there. Uh, and she had a relationship with him and it set up that she committed a little violence on him that we'll see the fallout of here. And she goes off on this little adventure that sets up this whole series. Yeah. yeah. She's more of a she's not a hero in in the traditional sense. She's more of an anti-hero or really she's a villain in Hawkeye first introduced as a villain, but then Obviously, she's more complex and has her own stuff she's going right. through. There's a little bit of a run-in with some, you know, her uncle and uh, Hawkeye, a Ronin at the time. So there's some bad blood there. And she's also working for Kingpin. So it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. But then that kind of, we, we see some of that in this too, like flesh uh, explored a little bit more in this series as well. So, yeah. For me, you know, I liked her when she appeared in Hawkeye. I thought, oh, this is interesting. And then when I heard they're making a show, I was like, okay, I don't know how interested i am but when i saw the trailer that came out i was like okay this looks good there's you know more violent like there it's i don't know if it's rated r but or if it was a movie it would be rated r or pg-13 but it's a little more edgier than typical mcu type stuff uh some you know some cool fight scenes and stuff so i was kind of intrigued by that trailer yeah it's got a little bit of john wick dna in it um there's one episode in particular i think would make an r rating the rest of them it's kind of we'll see but um we'll talk about that when we get there what we knew Uh, from her from hawkeye of course was that she was basically just this deaf assassin um no supernatural power she was also an amputee um and a badass we we basically just saw her wreck house and keep up with superhero avengers like hawkeye Mm -hmm. um she's a yeah she's a deaf uh, paraplegic Native American uh, woman. So she's Incredible. got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. just not what you would typically see in a normal story. So it's, you do see like, yes, that's the launching point for an incredible character to get her own spinoff series. Now, when we see her in this series, and I of course set up that she's just this sort of um, 
you know, not supernatural assassin or badass, like we said, we do see her take on this new role and maybe become a superhero in the sense that, yes, she does. And we will be talking spoilers for this entire series here uh, yes. in all five episodes <clears throat> that released on Hulu. Um, she does get superpowers, which is pretty wild. Uh, in the comic books, it's a little bit of a difference in that she does not necessarily have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, these powers are interesting in how that they are. We're introduced to them through through the show where we start, you know, the structure of the show. It kind of starts each episode. The first scene is sort of a flashback to one of her ancestors, her, you know, being a native, uh, having ancestors uh, who have done who have, you know, special abilities or just really good at something right Right. um going back to the first choctaw legend of you know this woman who saved the choctaw people when they lived underground or whatever and they came up and turned into humans right that's the first one um and is revealed to be true which is crazy yeah yeah so she's connected directly to the bloodline of the you know but like original mvp yeah what i i think is interesting is that obviously connection with your ancestors is a very important uh, thing for native American culture, right? It's, Mm -hmm. you know, the significance of your past and your, uh, your ancestors. And so I think thematically that works really well with her character. Uh, And, you know, echo kind of has two meanings. Not only, you know, is she deaf, uh, but the whole, you know, they say her ancestors are echoing through her. Right. So I thought that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, the echoes of the past, as it were. And so, yeah, every vignette kind of steps forward in time, you know, all the way from, you know, the first Choctaw to up to her mother, right? Like, we're following yeah. the direct, you know, lineage that led to her, all the mothers, right. mothers, mothers. Um, so we see her mother has, like, healing powers where she can bring a bird back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these powers sort of manifest themselves slowly uh, over time where she's kind of seeing these visions of her ancestors. I don't know. It was, it, I wasn't expecting. Episode. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, it certainly was not advertised, which is sort of the reason. No. I'm up. Now going into it again, we're told this is sort of a gritty return to the street level. Now, Mike, what do you think when it's immediately like, but also she has healing power. She can resurrect a bird. She can shoot lights out of her hands. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we don't start off there for sure, but it does build. No. And, um, I think it's an interesting origin angle, you know, like to just you have one power from each ancestor. That's fine, but it does. I don't even know what her power set is on paper, like in the comics, like it's, or how this compares. Yeah, I don't think it's this. Like, I don't think it's the same in the comics, but it's not super well defined here. At least not yet. But basically, we don't see her use these powers until the finale of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unclear whether how much control she even has over that if they only come out when she's, you know, when she really needs them kind of thing, or if she can control them at, at will now or, or what's going on. Right. And the grandmother speculates that the reason she's getting them now and having these visions of the, the cave and everything is because like, this is when the family needs the ancestors the most, like they're reaching out to her, like it's an active yeah. process almost that they're imbue- imbuing her with these powers. Yeah. Her. I think mainly this show is still very much the gritty street level yeah. show. It just has this one kind of infusion of supernaturalness to it but it's still very a a very grounded show i think Mm -hmm. well and that almost even grounds it more to the marvel universe to be like hey look it's all wacky and a lot of crazy shit's going to be this yeah right it's it's not completely like 
so distant from like the Black Panther, like where there is like an no. ancient god that you can pull. No, like, yeah, you know, it's like Moon Knight. You could truly yeah. tell me she was being possessed by one of her deities, Mike, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, all of that and stuff is real here. Yeah, yeah, and it and it it fits, you know, like her where she comes from, being Native American and all that stuff. And really, before this, I mean, her she didn't really have superpowers. She was really just a a deaf daredevil, basically, where she. Similar to Daredevil, she's missing one of her senses, so it heightens her other senses kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I think affects how, you know, her fighting style and everything. A little bit of the Taskmaster. She is the echo in the comic books and that, yes, Jacob, her mm-hmm. visual senses are so heightened, unlike Daredevil's, where she is able to mimic people's actions. So cool. Yeah. She'll pick it up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think cool. she might have that power in this new power set too. So I'm, I'm not too mm. worried about that. That's not yeah. super well defined, but it, I just yeah. assume that was the case. Like her processing, yeah. you know, ability is. Yeah. Now, Jacob, you said deaf again. Now let's talk about one more, maybe the biggest key aspect of this show before we kind of dive into the plot, which is that most of this show is shot in complete silence while you have to mm. very much pay attention mm-hmm. to either the subtitles that you're looking at or the ASL language that's being performed. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which, um, I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a bold decision and I like that like these characters are like having the stories told. I think it, it might turn people off that you have to watch it. You have to actually watch the watch show. It, you got to get off your phone. And if you do watch it, right. I think there's some good stuff here, but yeah. Um, I'm here it's, for it. Yeah, it's similar to watching a foreign language film where you can't just you can't look mm-hmm. away because then you won't understand what they're saying. And it's I, I like it too because it is it's they're not making it easier for you. And it's like if you know a deaf person in real life, you can't just talk to them how you would talk to other people. You have to you know use sign language or some other method to communicate. And it's not always the easiest thing. So there's that barrier there, and she kind of has to live with that throughout her life where. No one, a lot of times people can't understand her. She can't understand people. And it's, that's like a significant barrier that she has to get over. They do a good job of giving you that perspective too, where the sound will drop out. They kind of put you in what her headspace is. And then it's also used for the plot. Like they'll use the fact that they know ASL to get one over on the bad guys and situational stuff like that too. So it does come in in like a practical, tangible way as well. And And even in how her relationships are defined in the show, where the people closest to her do learn ASL and then it becomes a thing with Kingpin where he's like, Oh, I, I love you. I care about you so much. You're my niece and everything. But she's like, you never even learned ASL for me. Like you wouldn't even go that far. The other people in my life did. You want to, you know, use this cheat code of this AI or this augmented reality thing. And yeah. awesome though, dude. The yeah. whole time I was like, we need to make these for is people. that is that real yeah. in real life? I hope is it is. I feel I, like I that think, could be a thing, right? Because I bet with like AR glasses it could be a thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe not contacts, yeah. but if you had even a phone app, you could um, somehow. That fucking Apple goggles that they're going to make people buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon. Jesus Christ. But um, um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's really the show is kind of her. It's her deciding between the dark side and the light side kind of thing where it's like she's under the influence of Kingpin for so long. She was trained by him to be like a killer and all this stuff. Um, But she now feels like, oh, maybe this isn't the right path. And also kingpin betrayed her and i can't remember he so hawkeye killed her dad right in hawkeye but 
Kingpin knew about it and allowed it to happen, essentially. Am, am I remembering that correctly? There's kind of two reveals here. And if I'm Maya, I'm sort of like by the last one, like, yeah, of course I know. Where basically he keeps pulling the same card of like, it was me who, you know, tipped off Hawkeye to right. raid the compound and kill your dad. And then later the, of course, I killed your mother because of it. And we are like, right, right, right. Of course, of course, mm. of course. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so evil, Kingpin. Right. Yeah, so that caused her to shoot him in the face as she signs to her friend. Like, he is dead, but somehow... But he he still has this... comes back to life, where Mm -hmm. he just doesn't die, but he... Do we ever get an answer on why for that? He just survived. Okay. He's he's a big guy. He seems like the eyes are He's a very strong guy. Yeah, Yeah, maybe he has a (laughs) slow healing factor, potentially. I don't know what Kingpin... I know in the comics he's really burly. You know what, again, th- these shows now take place in a post-Endgame world where it's been years and, like, Wakanda is, like, part of the world now and, like, shared their healing technology where, like, right. remember, like, when Bilbo was shot in the spine and he, like, could still walk or whatever? Like, anybody can <laughs> oh, survive yeah. anything, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah, no, I just assume he had an eye patch source through Wakanda, through, go to Madripoor, Black Market. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I thought he just had muscles in his face that like stopped the bullet it's from like, damaging him. He's so strong. Like a brick. Yeah. Bang. Well, Damn. let me ask you this. Do you guys like, uh, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio as, as Kingpin going back to Daredevil? Colin, did you like when him? When I was a boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was one of those performances that I really think um, was in the conversation early for Marvel where they were like, Hey, like, we are kind of serious. Have you seen what Vincent D'Onofrio is doing? As, yeah. You guys remember when he was in Men in Black? He's kind of bringing that energy to our yeah, little show. He's really so, going yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Like just him. the physical transformation. I mean, he really, I feel like he was sort of born to play this role uh, for the MCU because. Gilmer Pyle? Yeah, he just fits it so well. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it. And I even like, you know, when you see. Uh, talking about the climax a little bit, but when she kind of goes into her memories or whatever that happens in the last episode, you see the mm-hmm. white wall that from the, from the daredevil show. So Mike in the daredevil show, he had oh. this white painting that he would always look at because it reminded him of his childhood when his, his dad would beat his mom. And that was mm-hmm. kind of his, his origin story where he one day just like kills his dad because he's trying to protect his mom. And that kind of starts his, his he wasn't strong until the one day when he was strong enough to stop him from hurting his mom forever with the hammer. Right? Yes, the hammer. exactly. Exactly. It's an offer. gets a nice little bit of acting here too. And mm-hmm. that scene, yeah. you, know, you can really, it's a nice meaty part as he always does. So yeah. Yeah. So I like him in this. Um, and the other I think, thing I go ahead. Well, I just want to talk about the, the native American, uh, ness of the show as well. And the cast is obviously heavily, uh, native actors mm-hmm. um and i thought it was interesting there's you know two pieces of media that i've seen that are native based recently which is killers of the flower moon which i talked about mm-hmm. uh recently and reservation dogs the show yeah. which um i thought it was interesting both those uh properties have uh share actors with this show mm-hmm. so her grandma in this show tantu cardinal uh is also the mom in killers of the flower moon right Mm-hmm. Um, you guys haven't seen that, or or Mike, no, you I've have seen that. No? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, I've not. Remember her in that, and then Reservation Dogs. You guys have seen that, right? Yeah, yeah. Or Mike, yes. Mike you have. Yeah, Laura and well, Billy are, are same. Yeah, so obviously, Laura, Jan, and 
Devery Jacobs, mm-hmm. Bonnie, is one Bonnie, of the main yeah. characters in that show, Alora Dannon. Uh, and her dad is also the cop, right? The uh, the light horseman. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, so a lot yeah. of common actors. Yeah. 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 And also uh, Graham Greene is in this, who plays Scully, the older guy, who's a pretty, I guess, famous native actor who was mm-hmm. uh, in Dances with Wolves. He was nominated for an Oscar for that role. We, so, just, uh, we just had him in a Last of Us episode, Jacob. Am I yeah, he was in The Last correctly? of Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, a lot of good native actors and I think, uh, you know, it's a good show. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. It's about, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good that we're getting this stuff out there more, right? It's like, yeah. High I reminded me a little... lot of, uh, reservation dogs actually. Like it had a lot of the same vibes of the small town, like Oklahoma. I don't know yeah. if this is Oklahoma or another state, but this is Oklahoma. Um, it is yeah. Oklahoma. Um, I'll shout out real quick because of course, Jacob, you're right. Reservation dogs does take place in Oklahoma as well. Obviously there's a ton of reservations there and a very large native population compared to the rest of America. Um, just specifically native and then also hearing impairment representation in media lately. So we've got reservoir dogs, dark winds, which is that AMC show that also stars Zane McLaren. We've got Westworld, which had a very big Zane McLaren, very big Native American population mm-hmm. on that. Rutherford Falls, Killers of the Flower Moon. And then Mike, of course, our beloved Prey, the Predator, definitely yeah. Native American as well. Oh, sure. Right. Uh, hearing impairment stuff. We had Sound of Metal, which won Academy Awards uh, two years ago. Uh, Only Murders Coda. in the Building. Coda, which won Best Picture uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye, of course, A Quiet Place, an entire franchise built on this. Um, and then Jacob, you put here DK Metcalf. I, I put DK Metcalf. Oh, Mike, He's a oh. football player for the Seattle Seahawks who has been learning oh, ASL so that he right, can yeah. shit talk to deaf, other players without getting fines. Well, I was going to say that's fucking yeah. hilarious though. He's I not deaf, that. but he's learning he it just to trash talk. Say something in ASL. Not, no, some of the ASL translators will tell us like yeah. he just stunned him. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to funny. say, so there is this influx and all those things have come out within the last three years, which is what mm-hmm. I think is incredible that both yeah. these groups in particular are getting so much attention and to have this show that combines those two. That's great. But I did see this survey that said, um, obviously it's never been better for everybody. This is like, 0.01% of media that is being created is, you know, highlighting right. these type of people, let alone someone like you said, Jacob, with a physical disability as well. So it is yeah. truly incredible. Keep making this stuff. That's the main yeah. Those are all really good, well-liked things right now. Two of it, those we said were Academy Award winning things. So Yeah. Well, that's kind of what's so crazy about this show is that it's as the Native American angle and the disability angle of her being deaf and everything. And, you know, I just think that's great representation in a show like this that doesn't get made a lot. And, you know, people will be, you know, cynical and say, Oh, it's just Disney's just pandering and that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, this it's a good step forward. I think. No, cause we're allowing, we're allowing, um, Alicua Cox to embody this character. Cause she is also definitely an amputee and also a badass physical action fucking star. And it's just a right. cool person. It's a cool character to have and you have the perfect person to play them. So it's like, yeah, and she, I believe she wasn't an actor before this. She was just a, she did like stunt work. Right. And then right. she, um, because she played, she played this role so well that they cast her in this role. And then, but she really didn't have any acting credits before this. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah, she's incredible. 
build around this. This is an incredible star we have. So that that's one of the cool things about this is to see all that going on. Um, yeah. Let's any, let's jump yeah. into a little bit of first reactions though before we get mm-hmm. into kind of the full plot to say that um, with all that in mind, because it does the issue that is when you do have more exposure to represented media like that, where you go, here are more examples you can have. I am able to say, this is no reservation docs. A show that I like mm. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and, and while I did find this show very interesting and engaging, I've spoken to you guys a little bit about this and it's maybe even come out uh, in, in periodicals that fans or listeners could find to say that like this show is undercooked. It feels undercooked and it literally was undercooked. And I mm-hmm. had five episodes, some of them, you know, only kind of just breaking 30 minutes. You really do feel that. It is know? weirdly structured in that it's like, well, I guess they didn't have enough material to make a longer series. It was too long for a movie or a, you know, two hour TV movie type thing or something. It is kind of in that weird in between zone. And mm-hmm. I will agree. There's, I do have some problems with the pacing of this. Like, I feel like there's, it's, it's a bit slow. There's long stretches where it doesn't seem like anything's happening that much. And um, it didn't even need to be five episodes. Like it, I, you could have done, it could have been three episodes and you could have gotten the same. I used just said movie and that just opened up completely in my mind that that's what this should have been. But Mike, yeah. how, how do you feel about that? No, it's do it does some interesting stuff primarily like with some of the action and, and some of the character beats, but it is a pacing issue. It, and all you have to do is the plot of walking tall, you know, you just do yeah. that, you know, yeah. and, and you know, you're good. Um, it's just that stretch. Billy Jack, literally Billy Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on. So um, that's, that's kind of where it is. Um, and I heard there was some stuff that was cut and they made a lot of changes. Like it is a Disney thing, you know, so I'm yeah. sure there's tons of cooks in the kitchen. Um, right. It is weird. Not, because not the whole like, dish is burnt. Some of it's edible. Yeah. It no. does feel like they had to they they put a lot of filler in to stretch it out or something because it does feel like you could easily condense it into a movie and it probably would be better because it just feel the pacing is a bit off like you said um and I guess it's not the most original like I've seen I feel like this whole um you know someone who's in crime kind of breaking away and and deciding to sort of become good kind of thing. I've seen that done a lot before. Well, it's walking tall and coming back to your hometown. Where have you been all these years? We got a problem with some criminals. Oh, shoot. You know, let me clean it up. Yeah, but our relationship is friction as well. Yeah. And even the stuff with like her and Fisk, like I like that relationship and it was interesting to learn more of that. But even that, like we already kind of got that in Hawkeye. Like Like a lot of this feels like it's repeating was already shown in Hawkeye. It's just going more, a little more in depth, but it's like we get the basics of like what they're already about in Hawkeye. So it just feels like it's not doing enough to really justify being a whole show, I guess. I will say this, however, it starts out pretty strong. Like that opening, like fight scene and Daredevil shows up yes. and like all that stuff. I'm like, dude, this is, if this that is was what the Netflix shows are, I'm like, I should go watch them. Like that was you should, awesome. Doug. Yeah, I 100% agree. I thought the first episode was the best because I loved the whole uh, Daredevil fight scene. Spoiler alert, Daredevil does show up. And yeah, if you like that, go back and watch Daredevil. Like there's the famous hallway scene where he fights a bunch of guys. It's like the old boy hallway scene where he's like a one take fight. Uh, And obviously him using his um, 
being blindness and being able to fight people is very cool to see. Uh, and there's good fight choreography and everything in that show. So check well, that but, out. And yeah. now the evolution of the character has leaned so heavy, Jacob, towards the, the whipped batons. You know, the fact that he can really swing and, you know, go around where it's like, oh, this oh, is sure. the daredevil of the comics. Like, it's right. really good. I do appreciate that he says, I've been watching them all night. And then he came and screwed it up. I'm like, okay. Have yeah. you been? But um, that was a really great fight scene. Um, and like just the choreography, yeah. they're doing a lot of faux wonners. Like they're doing, so they're hiding some yeah, cuts here sure. and there, but they're they're doing that presentation and it's some right. pretty interesting stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you like the wonners, check out Daredevil because there's a famous wonner in the, I think season one. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, that was the strongest. This is interesting because obviously the, sh- the first episode starts with that flashback to the early Choctaws. And mm-hmm. um, so we were talking to our friend, joe you know old our old friend joe mm-hmm. and he was like yeah I, th- I threw that on i started watching it i was very confused by the first scene and i was like uh maybe i'll watch this later this isn't what i was expecting which i thought was a weird reaction because you know he basically just turned it off after five minutes but he was expecting the gritty street level show and he's like mm-hmm. this is more mcu cosmic stuff than i thought it was going to be and he just turned it off he said maybe i'll put it on later or something but um you got to stick with it more than five minutes and then you'll understand what that kind of show kinda, is, right i i had it that initial gut react like i was like this is like way more magic than i was expecting in the first frames here i i wasn't it's sure if i was swing. watching the right show actually for a second so yeah um but once i settled in you know i did like this first episode yeah yeah um and so this is it's hard to walk through you know we have they're all named after an ancestor, Chaffa, and then the second one's like oh, lacrosse. We get lacrosse, which is in the news now because let right. them have an Olympic team, you know, Jesus. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. each yeah, each episode Alex starts Ross. yeah. Uh, at least the first three start by introducing one of these ancestors. So you have the first yeah. uh woman who saved them, then you have the uh lacrosse lady who's like good at lacrosse, lacrosse and that kind of shows yeah. her her fighting ability or something. And then the third one is um, interesting because so it kind of goes into the creation of the light horsemen, which were like the, mm-hmm. the native police force. Uh, and it's this woman who's really good at like shooting or aiming things. She like not miss. Yeah. yeah. She throws stuff too. Yeah. She just never misses. Yeah. Like bullseye. And, and she ends so up that's saving where... her dad or something. She, you can't go. There's the, that politics of, Oh, women don't get to be light horsemen, yeah. but she saves them. And they're like, okay, you're cool with us now so So you're kind of seeing different aspects of her fighting ability kind of coming through in these different ancestors which i like because it fits the theming of echo like these different ancestors are echoing through her Mm -hmm. it's um always female characters right uh female presenting characters right uh carrying on this sort of matriarchal legacy of inheriting these powers it's this direct line descended through the original chakta chaffa like we mentioned mm-hmm. um yeah and every time it happens echo kind of spaces out sees this stuff when she will later get these visions obviously like you're saying it opens every episode but uh, then that's where we'll get the sort of transference and the gaining of powers glowing hands Yeah, styled effects and stuff. Yeah, she gets these symbols on her palms that are like magic, and she can do things, right? Yeah, yeah. And her, and then we see her mom in the fourth episode. I guess is the flashback to her mom when she was younger, and she heals this bird. And so then you're like, oh, her mom can just heal things. I guess that's cool. 
Yes. And yeah. then by the fifth, they go to an actual Native American powwow uh, and mm-hmm. sort of all these ancestors appear. It is given to Echo herself. She absorbs these powers and then even has the power. This maybe is her new power because you almost have to wonder if even a new person each time adds to it. But then she is able to split it up amongst her family who then all get superpowers too. Yeah, that's right. Very that's crazy. right. Yeah. That's I don't right. know how I feel about this where you have her mom, her grandma, who's like, in her yeah. 70s, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fighting yeah. these goons or now, whatever. But uh, yeah. back to sort of the thinness of the series, uh, it's maybe even the reason that we're kind of jumping around. Because, again, there is a lot to talk about, but then almost just not a lot happens. You kind of just no. go like this and that and this. Um, but I felt a little nervous earlier to even declare what the relationship of bonnie is between maya is she her cousin she's like her cousin or it's kind of like when you're in a foster sister yeah maybe when you're all yeah when you're in a native tribe you call everyone cousin kind of thing where even if you're not technically related you're probably related at some point in the past because you're all from the same tribe i think i mean uh reservation dogs kind of does that too where everyone's kind of your cousin even if they're Mm -hmm. not your blood cousin um, right, so I'm right, not right. sure if it's ever defined exactly, but uh, basically her childhood friend that may or may not be her cousin that they right. grew up together. Um, well, I even thought maybe at one point I was like, maybe a lover. I was unsure <laughs> if they were pushing that or not. It really yes. never was clarified. Could be. So you're not alone in that. I will say um, about the Bonnie character, I feel like she was not very well defined. Maybe two scenes yeah. in the entire five episode. Like run she doesn't even really series. show up until almost the end, yeah. like the fourth episode, because you see Maya is like watching her from afar, but they, but basically Maya comes back to her hometown and is like just avoids distance from a lot of her family. So she, she has, she's trying to avoid a lot of people that um, she used to know. And I don't want I, anyone to know I'm here. Yeah. Right. But you know, Devery Jacobs, I think I like her as an actress. I like her in reservation dogs, but I feel like mm-hmm. she just doesn't get anything to do in this. So maybe, I don't know. She just needs more of a character in, in if yeah. she's going to show up in later things. They have one scene yeah. in the, the roller skating rink. Yeah. You know, there's like one scene between them that's kind of got something, but it's not super great. But um, yeah. I agree, Thin. And yeah, she just doesn't show up a lot. Um, basically, it's like uh, Echo comes back and like blows up a weapon stash of the bad guys, yeah. which then the brings blowback on the town. And then yeah. that's like, oh shit! Now I have to. I, now I'm fucking with my uncle who runs the roller skating rink because they're pissed at me. And oh my god! So, but he this, is also the head of a criminal empire. I didn't really understand Uncle Henry. Yeah, he's either. like. I think he's working because her dad was working for Fisk indirectly. And he's maybe he was part of that, that role. Okay. Yeah, I that's think her whole dad's side of the family was into crime and stuff. Sure, tracks. He's saying I don't want you to be like me. You know, I don't want yeah. you to get wrapped yeah. up in this. You know, but this was given me. So obviously this the this first episode I thought was very strong. Then she comes back to her, her old old town and it feels like it really slows down the plot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um and but this was really giving me sort of some Ozark vibes where it's like kind sure. of a little totally. America location doing crime mm-hmm. type of thing. So I was like yeah. getting some Ozark vibes from this. Um but yeah, long stretches where it's just like, man, this could really be sort of condensed more than it is. Um yeah, and it all yeah. culminates again with the powwow. Like my my favorite episode is the one where there's a confrontation at the roller skating rink. I think that has the best action. That was good. Yeah. Like 
suplexing through a pinball machine. It's it has the most blood. Like that for some reason feels more violent than any other episode. Not not even the finale is like it feels the like finale out of place almost that, that yeah. episode. I'm interested to talk about the finale because I thought it was right. interesting the way they handled it. And maybe we could just I jump think to it now. But she causes the problem with the ammo supply or whatever, causes blowback. It's the- just to yeah. shout out real quick, the one thing I really thought was cool was the all that to, you know, do a heist. I didn't steal anything. I put a bomb in there. I thought that was a really clever twist. Mm-hmm. And then she blows yeah. up the ammo supply. Sorry. She's basically yeah. trying to get back at, well, she thinks Fisk is dead, but she's still trying to get back at his but she organization. She also thinks it will disrupt the chain, but she also yeah. says she's going to take over the chain. But she also yeah. says that while basically <laughs> just going home and not actively doing anything to take over the that, criminal empire. I thought that was weird stuff too, I think where was it's like supposed to be in the show. That I'm the changed. new, yes. I'm yeah. the new queen pit. And you're like, who you're saying that to your cousin? He doesn't know any of this. Biscuits isn't in charge of anything, man. It doesn't matter to him. He's doing deliveries, dude. I thought that was weird because um, her motivations were confusing because it's like, are you trying to be a good person now or are you trying to become the new queen pin of this crime organization? It doesn't seem like those two things are fit together that well. Can I ask you guys a question? Remember when... um, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yes. Remember how no, that I got rewritten like crazy because yes. of the code? You know, th- this kind of feels like that, right? Like, I could totally see that. But you, just, of this. but you go like, but of what? Like, what could have been so offensive that it mimicked a pandemic? That I mean, I'm not saying offensive, you know, but there was a plan A. No, no, I know, I know what you're saying, but it definitely you, seems you like wonder why the tinkering. What yeah. what could have been so crazy about this plot that you would fix it by going? And this is what's been stated now is that they literally took an entire episode out. Uh, My thought is they didn't know what was going to happen with Daredevil show. Like, shit, how is it going to fit? We got to pull. We can't have anything definitive here. They're totally reshooting that. Like if you're going to tie anything to it, like that, that's a gamble. Then, Yeah, that is. That's what I would point to. Yeah. Yeah. But just it just seems like they're changing what they wanted to do with this character. Cause it's like, if she wants to take over and become the new crime Lord, like that doesn't really fit into her whole arc in this show where yeah. she's connecting with her ancestors and stuff. Like she's going to, is she an anti-hero or is she like a villain? Like, what is she, you know, by the end, she's so, explicitly against the villains. It seems yeah, you know, like, like revenge. I get, but then you're yeah, like, I'm not going further than revenge. I'm going to take it all over. <laughs> Yeah, like, what? It's a line at one point to someone else at a junkyard. It's not even to his cousin Maya, who this line is about. This is the mm-hmm. thesis of the show where he says, "You know, Grandma says ain't nothing broken so broken that it can't be fixed." Where you go, yes, this is an allegory mm-hmm. for she is broken. Yeah. She needs to heal her heart. Literally at the end of this. We'll talk about it, Jacob. She yeah. says to Kingpin, I have healed your heart or something she, she, like that. Yeah. You're like, okay. I have questions about she this. She phantom thieves yes. him. You're like, wow. So clearly, yes, that was what the moral of the show is. But the the writing surrounding it or, you know, any 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 plot that they would put together to support that is just – it is non-existent. Yeah. 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 And it also just feels like what are they doing with Kingpin? Because like – he's not going to have a change of heart and all of a sudden be good. Like they still want him to be a villain for daredevil and for other stuff. I'm sure. So, um, 
this, yeah, the finale really confused me. Like I kind of, I was like, okay, they're doing, it's not just a big punch them up. Like they're doing something different where she's like going into his childhood memories and like, like you said, healing his heart. And it's just very, and it wasn't explained well. And then he kind of just leaves in a car. He scrooges him. We, we <laughs> talked about it. It's wrong. It, they, she yes. pulls him up at Carol. Yeah, I know. It's a persona <laughs> five. Him. She scrooges him. Yeah. 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 It's Morgana's there. It's awesome. Yeah. Go to Truly. sleep. But it's not like, you know, like Looking I said, Kingpin's cool, still going to be a bad guy yeah. in the future, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I'm know. not sure what she accomplished. You, exactly. and, I'm sorry, real quick. You guys saw the post credit scene? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, I missed dog. It. Dog. There's a post grid scene. With uh, I should have known. You didn't say that. Well, we'll no. explain got, it that, I I'll guess. Check it out after we... this. Let, yeah. We'll, let's talk the whole finale first. We're pretty much there. So, yeah. so Maya has this distant relationship from sort of uh, her uncle, Henry, who, like mm-hmm. we said, has sort of inherited this criminal empire. It seems like he's not really doing anything that bad in Oklahoma, though, because, you know, writing wise, you could have had this story where it's like you showed the descent he's been into, you know, by getting affiliated with all this. No, he seems like a very nice contributing member to society. Well, Red light, green light. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. Right. Roller skating. I think he is working for Fisk, though, but he's doing it kind of under protest. Like he doesn't like Fisk, but he kind of has to work for him. Yeah, kind of thing, but mm-hmm. he's also, you know, doing his own thing. We've then got her cousin, Bonnie, who's a volunteer firefighter. They're distant because Maya left as a child and was taken to New York to be raised by uh, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, mm-hmm. uh, yes. to do crime. Uh, and then we have the grandmother who who feels who's, that as well. And she's yes. completely separated from them. The only person she has is this sort of grandfather-like figure, Graham Green, who runs the local pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's sort of who used to be a- with her grandmother, uh, like romantically, they were together when she was younger, but they're not anymore. I guess we um, failed to mention kind of explicitly that her mom died in a car crash, you know, and that's why she yeah. went to New York. And the grandmother was grieving so much that she says, I couldn't even look at you because you reminded me of my daughter who died in the car crash, and so I couldn't be around. Like, there's a lot of things happening, but it's not very well explained. Right. I think that was yeah. her explanation of why she was estranged. It's like, I had such a hard yeah. time grieving the loss of my child that it was hard for me to see the granddaughter around. Yes, and Mike, important to point out that that accident is also where Maya loses her leg. But just real mm-hmm. quick, the mother new sign language it seems like she was deaf maya's mother correct because mm. it seems like I'm that's why sure. the father knew sign language and they all did but also just Could a be, question yeah. for you guys real quick bonnie says she is a coda at one point yeah she says she's she a, child a child of deaf, child adult. of deaf adults mm-hmm. yeah. who are her parents that were deaf i don't also? think they're shown but that's yeah. maybe why her her and maya knew each other when they were young because they were both doing sign language type stuff right so okay. they could kind Play of date. communicate yeah but um, yeah, okay. That makes uh, sense, I just want to make sure you guys knew that, and that no, I was the not show making that. Explained up. it better. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, explain have it different very pieces well. of information. Together, we can put it together. <laughs> I think. And yeah, the character of Bonnie is just so underutilized. Where it's like obviously this very emotional, important relationship for Maya, but it's just not very well defined. And it's either like, oh, is she her sister? Kind of thing. Is she a romantic? partner potentially is she what is she to maya is she just a friend i thought she would at a certain point i was like well she'll become the woman in the chair 
Because she's a yeah. firefighter. They set up all mm. this stuff. She has these practical skills. And then you're like, no, she kind of hangs out with Biscuit. But then, like, Biscuit's not really her person <laughs> in the chair either. And you're like, okay. He's her person in the truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I um, would love to be somebody's person, person in, the in the truck. I can't be yeah. their person in the chair. I could be their person in the truck. Yeah, like There's that. this whole yeah. subplot with him in trucks where he like wrecks their grandma's truck. And, and then he's like, basically I'm going to get in trouble. This whole subplot, <laughs> yeah. Jacob, is just him going to junkyards being like, well, I wonder if I can haggle a good price to fix this truck. And you're like, mm-hmm. we're spending yeah. a lot of episodes on him with getting this biscuits, truck. Yeah. And then at the end, he has like a monster truck and he rolls over to... Yeah. cars with the goons inside so it wow. all pays yeah. off yeah, yeah. Does, so they're the like all the a and b plot stuff has been cut we gotta just stick with the truck right. we gotta keep biscuits in there yeah because <laughs> we right. can't use anything else <laughs> one more question that just feels so complicated to me the people who he runs over in the monster truck are the people who are getting retaliation from the ammo supply being disrupted and blown up mm-hmm. yeah. now they are attacking the powwow in the last episode at the same time it is revealed Wilson Fisk appears in Oklahoma at the powwow. He has come there separately because of a different conversation he had with Maya. But now, I think he knows his, those are his but, men. Like, I think he okay, knows that is there. my question because yeah. they, they say at one point we have to deal with Fisk before we deal with those other people where I think, are they not connected? So no, they are like that guy works for Fisk. And remember when they go to the roller rink and they're going to kill he Henry and Maya. Call. And then he's like, all right, Fuck it, let's get out of here. And that's okay. probably Fisk telling him to not kill them, right? But he was really pissed off about is, it. Is, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I really like killing him. Fisk didn't let me. So now he wants revenge on Fisk because he didn't let him do the killing. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if he wanted revenge on Fisk or he's just mad at him. But well, he's yeah, mad at him for possible. not letting him do the killing. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Not very well explained because this has been chopped up. But even, yeah, even Fisk's motivations are like, he's trying, he wants to convince Maya to come back. And, and be on his side again, even though mm-hmm. she shot him in the face. But then when she rejects him again, then he's like, all right, I'm going to kidnap your grandma and your friend and probably maybe kill them, but also have a confrontation with you. And hey, I would argue yeah. what he wants is Maya to kill him is what he it kind of like a, yeah. his entire show. Yeah, he's doing suicide by Maya, basically. Yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, interesting. That's a whole weird plot point, too. Um, yeah, his heart changed. So yeah, it's messy. It's messy. The, the easy way, like again, they probably had it already shot. You don't have time to do reshoots. They're just doing the best they can with what's already in the can. But yeah. like, if you were doing this from scratch, it would be like she gets into town doing her thing one week before the big powwow. You see some sh- shady characters talking to the uncle while they're setting up the shit, you know? And like, what's this going on over here? And she investigates. Oh, uncle, you're in this shit too. I didn't want to tell you. Like, and it builds up to the powwow confrontation. Like that's that's yeah. your hour and a half long walking tall you know she that's what you build it around yeah um but this is just all over the place mike you know what else i'm realizing too when you're saying like they're doing the best they can in normal media you know just like like created content like if you want to reshoot something and dub it yeah you just turn people around and like oh you know their lines are happening you see the back of their head or whatever you Mm -hmm. cannot fake dub Damn. the hand gestures people are making True. in American Sign Language. It's like what you shoot is like what they are saying. You are not making that stuff up. If you do, right. you're a psychopath. We, we can't cut away to an ADR with a B-roll, no. right? Yeah, that's true. So that's even harder to cut around. Dang. I thought the, the ASL stuff was interesting too with the with the finale where 
um, throughout the show, we see kind of Fisk trying to communicate better with Maya, where he gives her this augmented reality contact lens thing. Um, in an earlier, it, this, there's an interesting scene in a flashback, right? Where he has this interpreter that's interpreting when they're young. And then he's like, dismisses her and then kills her right off screen. But I realized when I was watching, I, I like that scene because Maya who's deaf, obviously doesn't hear her, that interpreter oh, being sure. killed because she mm-hmm. walks off screen into the hallway and then they kill her. And it's like, damn, like he's, you know, he's basically hiding that from her because I was like, well, how does Maya feel about like him just mm-hmm. murdering this interpreter? Like she would yeah. probably be against that, but she doesn't even know because she's deaf. Mm-hmm. So I like that and scene. Even the contact um, lens is like, it may, it's because it's more convenient for him. Like he doesn't yeah, have to do he anything. He doesn't want to learn ASL. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the in the finale, he has this confrontation where he's just like yelling at her without sign language. But then uh, Bonnie is there like interpreting. Um, but it's almost like he's like confronting her without ASL to like yes. make a point or something. I'm not sure yes. what he's doing exactly. But and that seems heartbreaking there. with her yeah. having to say like I'm going to kill and basically talking about herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty wild. Um, but again, it's but then using her consistent. ancestor powers, she puts her hands on his, his head and says, all right, I'm going into your memory, I guess. Well, she doesn't say that, but um, that's what happens. We see she his... leaves her calling card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. It's very, Da-da-da-da-da. yeah, it's Da-da-da. persona five. Um, it's very strange. I, I don't know that finale. I don't know how to feel about it. Cause I like the idea of it, but the execution, there were five personas just to be fair. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. That's true. Now, what it is, and this is the gift from the mother. This is, I guess, equating to the healing, right? This is not only can you heal physically, resurrecting the woodpecker that Maya herself kills with the slingshot, but mm-hmm. you can also spiritually heal someone. Yeah, uh, which the mother's ghost does to Maya. They cut to yeah. uh, her in the car in the car accident and say, as grownups, it's not your fault. They do the. Fucking uh, the what's it called meme? The Robin Williams meme. It's not your oh, fault. Yeah. Goodwill hunting. The Goodwill mm-hmm. hunting. Thank you. Now, right. for his, they cut to the white room, like you were saying, Jacob, and he hears the abuse going on, and it's the entire yes. monologue that he gave about it's you know I finally stood up and was able to protect my mother by killing my dad, and Maya She's sees there. how bad it is. She's there, yeah. and she says, "Give me the hammer. Give me the hammer." It's this entire thing where he has to confront this and he confronts this trauma. And when it's done, it cuts back to the real world. And he says, what did you, what do, did to you do to me? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But then it, it feels so rushed after that because then it cuts to like, he's he getting leaves. in a car he's and then just, just leaves. He's like, I yeah. gotta get out of here. Yeah. I'm like, well, how do you think about it? What is he it, feeling yeah. right now? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Um, and I haven't seen this after credit scene. I guess I gotta watch that after yeah. this. But yeah. Well, I'll just, I, can I just say what it is? Yeah. Just it's, tell me. It's him on an airplane, Jacob. It's insane. It's the craziest thing ever. Mike will agree with this. Yeah. They want an airplane going like, we re- basically, we really get spanked in Oklahoma. Let's go home. And the guy's like, yeah, you're right. And he's watching this TV and he hears this news report where the person on TV says, well, you know, I'm this political pundit analyst. And, you know, like there's this huge mayoral race going on in New York right now. And here's mm. what I know for a fact. People are hungry for a candidate. They don't want these established uh, government fat cats. What they want is an outsider who will fight for them, who's aggressive, a, a street dog. You know, he'll just chew them up in the streets. And mm-hmm. Fisk basically like, comes in his pants and it cuts <laughs> to black. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what they're going to do with his character. Then he's going to run for office. He can become mayor of New York or something, which and- was a huge daredevil arc where Matt right. like publicly came out as daredevil to like go to the court system against Kingpin. I would have to wonder if it's building up to all of that. Yeah. yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be for the new daredevil show then. Yeah. Um, which I and that's why this Kingpin is so chopped up. I, I would assume. But it's yeah. also like, didn't what is he feeling after his heart was changed and all this I, stuff? I like nothing. <laughs> like, I'm not going to run as like, mayor. Yeah, he had a really good therapy session. He's right. like, I feel amazing. They're like, well, you yeah. stop doing bad stuff. He's like, no, I'm not going to. Like, no, this is no, the no, incident no. that defines his life, where he goes into crime and does all this stuff out of this rage that he has. So if that's all gone, then he. Why is he still doing crimes and stuff? You know what I could posit here is if they were going to reshoot anything, I would have just Kingpin and Maya at a table resetting up what the plot is going to be because you can shoot that easy enough. And there's a couple of those scenes of just them at a table kind of hashing it out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I I would just literally have her say like or have him say like, you failed. You like didn't take my empire, but like I respect you now, and I like see you as a threat. Because there's really just no even like wrap up on like what I guess was the central thesis of what the season was. He does just walk out of the room. He just <laughs> it, it's like, like I'm out. It's just like so. Let's and let's say yeah. this too. She's wearing a superhero outfit that her grandmother made her. Now I yeah. want to say this because there are a lot of ways where people are like, oh, you know, like. Like here was the cop out was like, you know, like they were going to wear a superhero outfit in this show the whole time, but they don't till the last episode. And, you know, I tied it into like, like oh, you know, double. you know, Aquaman. Or yes, that's a perfect example. <laughs> Matt, open up this box. You uh, can't be wearing that black mask the whole the time. Daredevil? <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and put this on? And basically, yes, they do the most hackneyed, you know, stretch thin plot to get them on these things. Now, yeah. I will say this in that. What Maya is wearing is a superhero outfit, but is also so close to what is the traditional flared outfits that you would wear at these powwows or a, a native garment, right, that these people are not only celebrating in. It's like a party outfit. Like it fits in perfectly mm-hmm. with what they are wearing in the crowd. Yeah. I thought that was really cool writing. And I think yeah. that actually pays off to have it be in the last episode since it's so and- thematically tied to the story. Mm-hmm. I like that. And not only her grandma made her that outfit, but also her, I guess her granddad figure, this old guy, Graham Green, made her this like special prosthetic because she breaks her prosthetic leg in an earlier episode. Heist. Yeah. Yeah. And so he makes her this thing with this like symbol on it. And he's like, this is like a Choctaw warrior type of thing. So like that yeah. has some significance to her as well. So I really like that. Yeah. No, I think yeah, it, it was like, pretty organic. Though. I need like I need kind yeah. of somebody to say something like that. Though. You don't think this yeah. guy that works at a gas station has some vibranium that he made that uh, out of? That's yeah, funny. we had somebody come through and pawn some vibranium. They were really yeah. short on cash. This is yeah. This is from a guy who said he got it from Wakanda. Truly, it could have just been that. And I've been like, great, sure, sure. Maybe she'll get it upgraded. But now you find some in this in the storage locker of the criminal guys whatever, right. when you blow it up. Anyway. So would you like would you guys like to see her come back like in the new Daredevil or like periodically show up in different things or like what's her future as a character? And, and in question. my mind, Jacob, I'm like I'm like like truly you see it now as like Captain Falcon America turns and is like She Hulk, Echo, 
let's go kill Kang the Conqueror. And you're like, oh boy, oh no. I guess, like, sure, maybe. Like, no, no, probably not. To all these people who are like, they're introducing too many characters, they're going to forget about all these people. Look, I agree with you. It has been five years since we've seen Shang-Chi and everybody acted like that kid was a big fucking deal when he came out. Right. Well, yeah, they, the defender stuff, they have the lane. They will keep her grounded and do the daredevil stuff. They will have her show up for Jessica Jones or whatever. I think if they do that, it works. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't think she's going to join the Avengers or anything like the Avengers, they still have, like, obviously, some of the big heavies from the previous Avengers are not going to be in the new team, but they still have Spider-Man. They still have Doctor Strange. Like, they've got some, uh, you know, new Black Panther, I guess, which is going to be Shuri. So they've got mm-hmm. some, you know, big names still in the Avengers. It's not quite the C-tier Avengers, I don't think, yet. So oh, Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. Um. But we'll see how that goes. I mean, the future of the MCU is looking a little shaky, of course, has been for a while. But um, I thought this show, even though it definitely had some issues, uh, there's definitely things I liked about it. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't the most amazing thing I've ever seen, but it was well made for the most part. And it was it's just chopped up, like you said, a lot. But I can see what they were going for, I guess. Mike, did you uh, fall in love with the Maya Lopez character enough to want to see her again? I would. It's just, yeah, what is she doing? Like, it'd be better if she was positioned kind of against the defenders initially, but now it seems like she's so firmly on the side of good. Yeah. That it's just another yeah, thing. I think she's going to need a couple generals. That's an interesting point, Mike. Right. You know, it's not like he's got yeah. the most developed rogues gallery to work with here. I yeah, do want to see what they're going to for a year and make her work for him. You know, that makes no sense. Yeah. What they're going to do with the, the ground level defenders, if you will, where they're bringing back Daredevil. I assume that's going to be set in New York, uh, Hell's Kitchen, his famous uh, home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we already saw him in, in She-Hulk as well. I know the yeah. original show, before they retooled it, they said it was going to be mostly a lawyer show where he was just going to be doing lawyer stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting, yeah, wow. but I don't think that's what people a want from Daredevil. drama <laughs> not tied to the original series that kills off his supporting <laughs> Jacob. What interesting yeah. choices they're making over there. In and we already have a lawyer <laughs> show. <laughs> Yes, we right. do. She was already a lawyer. Show. Yeah, like <laughs> I like she I think I like she more than mm-hmm. most people seem to, or at least a, a lot of people didn't like that show. I guess I it seems it was a lot legal now. Tatiana Maslany has been saying that nobody liked it. So. Well, they yeah. asked. They're like, "What are the chances we're going to get a, a season two of She-Hulk?" And she's like, "Well." Probably not good. I guess we blew our budget the first time, and it doesn't seem likely. The whole so she's being very blunt about it. Twenty-five million dollars. I mean, yeah. it really is truly incredible. Dang. I thought it was a good show. It's one of the best MCU shows that have come out. I think it had a, it had a very good ending where it was commenting on the stereotypical MCU ending. I guess people didn't like that. It, bre- it breaks the fourth wall, which kind of Echo does too, in just yeah. its own weird way. It just, but the thing that it does afterwards is like. But then, like, what if you just turned the video game off the second the cutscene was done? It's like, well, no, you can't do that. Yeah. But I would it, like Maya to come. I think she, sh- she should be an anti-hero that appears uh, at times, and maybe she teams up with Daredevil. So maybe Fisk becomes the Thanos of the street level, like they're saying. Daredevil needs all the allies he can get. He 
calls up Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and he's like, you know what? Let's get fucking Echo in here too. She hates Fisk probably. Um, yeah. And she teams up with with uh, Daredevil at some point. Right. And she'll be she'll be dealing probably with like, oh, there's this one specific set of his thugs that I'm most concerned about, and I can't deal with you guys right now. And like, they'll, you yeah. gotta, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I work alone. Well, you know, the thing if we're gonna bust Fisk, we have to get to his, you know, containment locker that houses this. And trust me, the only person who knows about that, we gotta go talk to her. And, and Daredevil's like, like, that's it. Yeah, that's Daredevil it. remembers her because he's like, um. I kicked your ass that one. Well, I had to run away that one time. <laughs> yeah, you, you I kicked my you. Yeah. And he's probably <laughs> a shelf on there. So he's like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's team up. The power, the manga power scaling mic that has to happen in these shows where they're like, mm-hmm. introduce a couple of our heroes as jobbers for this place. <laughs> yep. Fucking kick their ass. He does it's crush her under silly. a shelf before he runs away. He yeah. kind of gets the last jab. Yeah. He's my killer. But, um, straight up wins he's like fuck you my Lopez. yeah yeah i will kill you um yeah it's you can have daredevil like he would just fight her again and there'd be like a big misunderstanding it's like whoa i'm a good guy now you could have that rematch you know and then you know hold on yeah. let's talk here oh we can't talk shit like you know that that could be a little bit of a sequence that could be fun but well, i think if they're leading up to another defenders type thing where if it's like a a movie or something or even a streaming movie where it's like Daredevil has to defeat Kingpin and, and team up with other um, street level people. I think she should be in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and here's my pitch is that literally he becomes the mayor and he enacts the fucking dent act from, you know, Batman three, where he goes like crime is illegal or whatever, but it's the, or it's the court the vigilantes are he'll, he'll literally say yeah. in New York city, no more vigilantes and right. every, all of our good guys will be the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And it'll be about them, you know, going against the law. Right. Kind of like right. a street level civil war almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, yeah they, I could see that. And that famous quote, you know, I could get shot in the face in the middle of Times Square and nobody would do a thing. Here's the thing. What I am most worried about is how much they lean into that of it all. That aspect. Because the Jacob, when you watch this post credit scene, you oh, will. Sure, yeah. The language that they use about the candidate that they need. It is, it is despicable. I mean, that's kind of the billionaire in a private jet. Like, go, like mayor. But, <laughs> yeah. but because it's easy, they will do it. And it will be so bad. Dude. And also, that's you know, true. it's going to be. Even more relevant now with with this whole, you know, we got an election coming up. I don't know if you heard about this. Well, did you hear that Kingpin's wife, Vanessa, is a Russian spy? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they should do like headlines yeah. like that in the universe. Like, yeah, right. she knows the freaking uh, Crimson Shield or whatever. Yes. Well, you know, yeah. Kingpin stinks. He smells terrible. <laughs> like, oh. I think they could they could lean into that to a certain degree but i think kingpin is still an interesting character on his own right they can do enough with him um running for office and stuff that i that i think would be good it's just it's still the themes of selfish motive for power and that you know whatever you know it's all there but he could do it more interestingly Um, but he's like yeah if he if he really had his heart changed he's like well i was the crime lord of new york but maybe i should just be the actual lord of new york and become the mayor and then i can I can do things right, and then he. Ch- so from his point of view, he's trying to do what he thinks is right, but is but he does it the only way he knows what how. wants to do. Yeah, and Matt Murdock's like, wait a minute, did the Choctaw Nation wipe away the evils of your heart? Like he completely <laughs> just like knows and understands. He's like, 
you know what, guys? Yeah. Kingpin's good now. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And then you can bring back all the Netflix. You can bring back Rosario Dawson. Remember, she was in all those no. shows. No. He's like, <laughs> no, Kingpin comes out, you know, and he's like, everyone, I would like to know that on this day, I'm no longer Kingpin. I am Demo- democratically elected leader I am pin. Mayor Kin- Mayor Pin. <laughs> Mayor, Mayor Pin. pin. Yeah. Democratically pin. elected Mayor Pin. <laughs> That's right. Limited like number that. of terms. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think that's, I mean, there's stuff there they can work with. Yeah. They're definitely doing that. It's plot line. It's just how do you execute it with all the reshoots of the Daredevil? And this thing was clearly, I think, ripped apart to accommodate the changes for Daredevil. So, yeah. yeah. But overall, yeah, this show, I don't know. It was hit or miss, but there's things I liked about it. It definitely I felt really chopped liked... up. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. yeah. I like the choreo a lot. I like that. Yeah. The scene in the roller rink when she's having the visions of her ancestors, like, throwing a thing at him she builds a ball bearing fucking gun and like i i like all of that stuff and like just the choreography and like the the way it's shot it's done really good it's visceral it's like the stunt team is crushing and i want more of this team doing action scenes and i want more of it with that character of echo because i think she's interesting enough just yeah do you think it was was it better than Hawkeye? Do you think as a show? I I, I know it's not up there for you, Jacob. When we did our uh, talk through our letterbox list of mm. where we've got all the Marvel properties, and I am realizing I have to add this, and I have no idea where it's going to end up going. But I have Hawkeye yeah. pretty high, dude. So I'm it's up there for me. That's Hawkeye was alright, but, but it has some better action. I think. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Well, just Hawkeye. I was like. I liked it when I watched it, but also I was trying to remember things that happened in it's it impossible. for this show. And I was like, what did happen? In it? it was, you know, it was a couple of years ago. So it was kind of hard. It was 2021. I mean, it's 2024 Excuse now. Me. We just that. saw Lady Hawkeye in our <laughs> beloved Marvel show or Marvel movie. So yeah. don't act like they're not relevant still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course they're relevant. Um, but no, I mean, you know, these MCU shows, I feel like, they're all there's things I like about them, but but at at the same time, they don't always hit the mark for me. I thought Loki season two was good. Um, this, like I said, there's things I liked about it. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I guess I'm caught in the middle. I it. I really hate those conversations that people have where they're kind of come into these where they're like, well, who asked for this? Like, well, who asked for this? Like, you have all these characters who asked for this. Yeah. Even saying, Jacob, where you, you are listing off these other properties where you go like Marvel's in such a tumultuous area right now where it's like losses with stuff, wins with stuff. The movies aren't hitting. Some of the shows are that I think it is easy for people in that swept up wave to go like, well, that's further evidence. Who asked for this? Who asked for this? Um, if they want to declare this one a loser, which I don't think mm. it is. You shared an article earlier that it's boosting the viewership it's, to the Netflix stuff. So It has pretty good viewership. People are checking it out and then going and watching Hawkeye and Daredevil because of this show. Yeah. So just the strength of like, oh, I want to see this Kingpin character some more. I mean, isn't like if you're the head of the content machine at disney plus slash hulu aren't you like isn't that the point of all this like isn't that the oh yeah three yeah i think mm-hmm. from that alone it's more successful than something like secret invasion and yeah. actually it's, it's oh, a much better show no. than secret invasion that's so uh, wild. in yeah. my examples of things that came out recently that didn't even that wasn't even close yeah. to registering Jacob, that was mind. a show 
if I can remind you, that stars Samuel L. Jackson. No, it's not. It's got Olivia Coleman in it. It's no, got all these not. actors. No. And it's just like it didn't even leave a blip in my mind. Like it's so crazy how bad that show was. <laughs> um but yeah, MCU. I don't know. Like now what's interesting, do you think they'll ever off that grand timeline put the Netflix on but slowly take Secret Invasion off? <laughs> well, it's very funny if you watch Secret Invasion and then watch the Marvels right afterwards. Oh, it's like because, it didn't happen. Yes. Yeah, Nick Fury not does not seem to remember all the no. trauma. He's the happiest he man you've ever met in your life. Yeah. He loves being to play with cats. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm imagining with Wilson Fisk, because it's like this is just an yeah. episode of Star Trek to him. Like one time I got run out of that town and now I'm still evil. <laughs> like, right, that was it. Right. You know, we're back to status quo. Yeah. This know. is saying it's that it was... It's a great question, Mike. Yeah, this is saying it was originally filmed as eight episodes on the Wikipedia. Source check it. Oh, so filmed for eight. Three. <laughs> Cut to six, then wow. five. And they're like, a lot of reshoots I'm seeing. So there's a lot missing and That's a lot of it was changed. So. I just think they're Yikes. meddling too much and like... They're That's trying to retool things all the time. Like even the Daredevil thing, like, well, the first idea sounded like terrible. Like, I don't know why that was your first idea to bring back a Daredevil show. Like, just keep it simple. Like people like Daredevil on Netflix. Just bring him back and make a similar show that features Daredevil. Like it's not with those characters that you have a built in audience for. Yeah. yeah. Or like the Blade news of like, oh, they're going to make this blade movie they have yeah. all these ideas about how he's going to be like the the fourth lead like there's gonna be all these characters that are more important to the story than blade and it's like it's what are you doing blade. he simple. mentors a young girl yeah. you're like it's mm-hmm. called blade yeah. the show about a guy who fucking kills vampires with swords like you don't uh, have to overthink everything that much. reshoot the yeah. techno club opening give the people yeah. what they want and then let her rip you know, it's like it's almost like they're there's, just second guessing themselves so much now because of all these hit or miss projects that they've had. Where it's like there's the internal reports that Quantum Media was the highest tested film they've ever had. Truly, they were like, we can do no wrong here. And then when it came out and had no positive reception, they lost their minds. Like that yeah. is something that is now reported internally that they have truly struggled with. But wow. I would argue, I think it's truly. I think it's in the I don't think it's in the release process of that. I think it's in the making of that film where they're mm. changing and going, okay, Mike, who likes these movies, like the two prior Ant-Man movies, which are about yeah. like family and small stakes and stuff, and so going like movies. Hold on, throw that formula out. CGI <laughs> goop. Burst, like baby. we're just we're going with the goop, baby. The green yeah. screen will fix it all. I think that attitude, Jacob, of we can fix this is so prevalent in them now that they fix things that aren't broken. They are not removing the evil of their project's hearts. They are like (laughs) turning them into like pet cemetery zombies. Yeah, it's almost they need to like get back to basics where it's like you're right. Like they for so long, it's like they could do no wrong. Like everything that came out, people were raving about it. They had that run there for a while where it was like Spider-Man. Black Panther, like people love this shit. Like Endgame and Infinity War, like people are loving it. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden it's like, you know, people aren't loving it anymore. Like these aren't well, quite working. And the follow up being to Quantumania, being the Marvels, which truly to me felt like the first project where they were like, even we're not confident with this. Like we yeah. understand that we just have to release it. Where mm-hmm. in the making of that film, again, with this overcorrection of editing, they took it from a two and a half hour movie to the shortest runtime they've ever released almost in a confession of like 
doesn't matter. And to take Echo where it's like, it was this many episodes to go like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. just put it together. Something's going on. Some There is someone who is now in charge of post who has their fingerprints over everything and they need to be well, removed. Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. isn't it? Where he's just like, I am in charge of everything. I oversee every detail. I will they change. Had that producer, Victoria Alonzo, who got in this like big scandal because she was like producing some other movie and it was off contract and she got fired and she was the head of all post-production projects. Mm. And now they've struggled to replace her. It seems like some sort of internal house cleaning has fucked them up and they cannot reassess. And now you have Bob Iger breathing down their neck. Who's like, I don't understand why this shit's fucking up. We're fixing this and we're getting them to focus on X-Men and stuff where I think Kevin Feige's like, all right, well, I was building up to this whole multiverse thing that like, I don't know where like echo fits into quote unquote phase five necessarily, but now you're blowing it for me. And you're like, they had almost, they they had too many things happening at once where they have this whole Kang thing with Jonathan majors. That is like a big catastrophe for their their future planning. And you have to imagine Jacob that a lot of internal meetings are now diverted to, we have to fix our public persona instead yeah. of again focusing on the movies. Like that stuff. When we does have to figure out what the, the big scandals, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, we have to figure out where we're going with the next yes. Avengers movies. Where it's like, well, Kang was the the plan, and now it's like, well, what are they going to do? We can recast Kang. We can make it a different villain. We can do something yeah. totally different. Like they fired Jeff Loveness, who was the writer who yeah. who did Multiverse of Madness, who was going to do the Kang Dynasty, and then two weeks ago, Destin Daniel Cretton, director of Shang Chi, who was going to direct uh, Kang Dynasty, dropped out as well. So technically, mm. that film has no writer or director now. Yeah, it's going to be completely revamped, and yeah, it's just interesting because like they've kind of gone through this before, where they had. For a long time, you know, Marvel was under uh, Ike Perlmutter, right? Who was very old fashioned, wouldn't allow them to do certain things. They had less female characters. They had less. Would have voted uh, for Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like they weren't allowed to do certain because they said, well, these female characters, they won't sell. These minority characters won't sell toys, blah, blah, blah. Then when finally Perlmutter was out of there, Kevin Feige firmly took control. And like that's the sort of the, the golden age of MCU where you have everything was Ace hidden three. for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but now it's like they almost like were like, Kevin Feige, you can do whatever you want. And now he's like, oh, I'm doing too much. Like it's it's all collapsing. But there's also the stockholders saying, like, you can do whatever you want as long as you produce X number of content for our streaming service, X number of content for our theaters. And I think that's what fucks you up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like when you make, you know, art a conveyor belt kind of loses its focus it's like this 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 yeah. show we watch is strictly connective tissue just to get them to the next thing yeah. it's a bridge it's just a bridge yeah. it's not even built well and when you have these for everyone involved right and you have these phases where like we have to put out so many shows a year so many movies a year um obviously they're all they're not all going to be like great and but when you announce them years ahead and you have this whole schedule like you kind of have to meet these deadlines and even then even if they get pushed back like and and jacob you go to a meeting where truly a guy behind a desk says to you, hey, we paid billions of dollars for this other thing called Star Wars that's kind of not really working right mm-hmm. now. We need you guys to pick up the slack. And yeah. you're like, why Like, why does that fall onto me? It's like, well, you're, you got to produce more content, my friend, because they're it, not cutting it. It mm-hmm. feels like they're almost 
the same thing is happening that happened with Star Wars, where it's like, all right, we're going to focus on streaming series. Okay, we had WandaVision and Loki. People like those. And then we had like Winter Soldier and these other shows. They're like, oh, people aren't liking these as much, Like, but we're still putting them out. And then people just got fatigued, just like they got fatigued at of of Star Wars properties where where Boba Fett, know, the, and, yeah, yeah. Um, Obi Wan, yeah. Um, so okay. I don't know, man. I don't know what MCU. It's needs wild. To do. It's yeah. yeah. It's just and, and the other side where you literally have someone who escaped it. James Gunn saying what they're doing over there is called Camarama now. Like that connective tissue that you're talking about, Mike, is literally him saying like they just tell you like put this guy in this scene, this person has to show up for this, and it's yeah. And maybe he'll fix it on his end, being in control of his universe. I get more nervous about that because when I think about Kevin Feige like sitting down to like write and direct movies, it's like, that wouldn't have worked. I don't know <laughs> no. how it will work for James right. Gunn, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, James Gunn, I like, like, I think he's a really smart guy. I think he has a lot of good ideas and stuff. So I, yeah. I have faith in him to figure things out. I know with like the Guardians, he was annoyed because – um, between Guardians two and three, you know, there was a major thing that happened in the Avengers movies that mm-hmm. fucked with like what he wanted to do with Gamora and um, Peter Quill, where they kill Gamora in Avengers. Then he's like, "Well, fuck! Like, I had this whole thing planned. Now I have to figure out what to do with this other Gamora who's not in love with Peter." And like, he had to basically change his whole plan for part three. So I can yeah. understand why is he he's annoyed by that organizational structure. I guess no, and it seems like a nightmare and with as much of the things about the show that we talked about that we liked at the end of seeing it now having this discussion with you guys, it does not engender in me any more of a desire to be excited about their upcoming stuff. No. Right. I like things in the show, but it doesn't make me look forward to anything in the pipeline Mm. any more than I will say I'm excited for daredevil because I like the character of daredevil and I'm excited that they're bringing him back. I know nothing about that show other than they completely changed it. But Right. So that yeah. scares me. <laughs> but, like, Mike, yeah. you're the person they're trying to target to watch the Netflix version. They don't even care about you, like, going to this new version. They're like, hey, keep paying that Disney Plus yeah. subscription so you can watch this old shit. You are the right. target audience. Like, of, like Disney you didn't minus. check it out at the time when it was on Netflix. Now it's all on Disney Plus. They're like... Oh, if you like Kingpin, check out this show that he was on called Daredevil. Then watch Jessica Jones. Then watch Luke Cage. Watch all these Netflix shows. Um, they could have uh, Echo kill Iron Fist. <laughs> that would be dope. That's Dude, I'm shocked you have not gone back to do a Jessica Jones rewatch since you've been so hoopilled right now. I love the first season. <laughs> Got David Tennant in there. Um, don't remember much about the second season or the third. I don't even know if I watched the third season. Um, yeah. because he was such a charismatic and interesting villain that when they killed it's him incredible. off, it was like, who's yeah. even the, what is even the plot of season two of Jessica Jones? I knew Luke Cage yeah. is like involved in stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, maybe I'll go back yeah. and watch all those Netflix shows. There's just a lot of filler with these series. Like I'd rather wa- go back and watch movies than watch rewatch shows where it's like, Oh, there's like going to be four episodes where like nothing happens. Yeah, and they just have, I mean, this Grogu and the Mandalorian is going to be their first ever. And I would imagine that's theatrical, the the turn a Disney Plus TV show into a movie. But it's just like you saying, like, Echo, if I could have just in one afternoon, because this was a very long watch for me, these these five hours I said to you guys. But if in one afternoon I could have watched a two-hour movie that was this, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would have walked away feeling really good about this. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think you could cut this into a two-hour movie, and it would it would flow better, and it would make more yeah. sense than this show did. Where there's, I feel like there was stuff that wasn't fleshed out enough that you could have just cut basically. And Bonnie has it. to show up by episode one. Like <laughs> you have to end, or yeah, not, you know, like the first just accelerate the first minutes. confrontation to earlier in yeah. the movie. That first, yeah, yeah. Sure. why didn't you call me when you got to town? Just cut out the number right. of days ago that she mentions. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you're cutting around some very difficult <laughs> stuff to cut around. It's it's a fascinating project. I would like to see. Well, give me the eight, eight episodes worth of footage first. Give me all yeah. the footage. Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> yeah. me see what they cut. Yeah. Um. It's uh. I gotta. I hate to make this joke, but it's like the blind leading the blind when it comes to uh, these <laughs> these programs. That I'm worried about Daredevil. Um. I just think they don't so... seem competent. No, they're just like they're so scared now of losing their audience that they're like try to make it for everyone. But when you make something for everyone, it's actually for no one at the same time, you know? So it's like, they're trying to be too accessible, but also trying to have all these cameos. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. They need to figure out a direction. They need to figure out some kind of cohesiveness to make their universe work again, I guess. They need to get everybody out of the kitchen, limit the number of creatives on like executive input on these projects. Number one, like yeah. your best stuff was with someone like James Gunn, who was more of the creative taking more control John Favreau, yeah. even in the early days, and now it's. But that's all not right. like how that's not how Kevin Feige likes to do things. You know, he likes to be in control of every aspect, and I don't know. I wish his so. ancestors would fucking tell him how to do something right, because <laughs> right now he's not yeah. getting it. Can we fan? No. Can we Phantom thieves him? And like, mm. what's even coming down the pipeline in terms of movies for the MCU? So this year that we're in right now, 2024, obviously Echo released at the end of last year, 2023, right? We are in the uh, drought, guys. I mean, the Mm. only thing we're getting this year is Deadpool 3. Wow. And who knows what that's going to do for the state of Marvel, you know? Well, that's really with the X-Men stuff that they've been kind of hinting at for a while now with with everything. I guess we're about to see huge jacked man in the mcu right so right yeah yeah. how much does that change the the new avengers like it's what's the roster who are the other x-men besides huge jacked man that we might be seeing yeah fucking echo goes up to fucking (laughs) purify wolverine's heart she he cuts her head off (laughs) flails her yeah oh my god i'm a little i know people are i guess looking forward to deadpool 3 i'm a little disappointed because i thought logan was such a good way for uh that character to go out and for hugh jackman to end his wolverine career essentially and now he's coming back and it's just like they must have offered him like a shit ton of money oh i don't think the wolverine (laughs) was planning on getting divorced jacob i think he's maybe (laughs) having some some intense personal issues after Uh, 30 year marriage (laughs) that you probably didn't sign any sort of uh Dang. Yeah, I didn't know about that. that. Yeah, that's well, um, too bad. I'm sorry to hear that for him. It's but... probably not the same universe as, but as an actor and a performer, yeah. right? He was like, already... That was a great way to go out with that character, right? Yeah. But Deadpool yeah. one and two, I mean, he's been in those, and other X Men have been in those from the X Men universe. I'm just interested to see how it's all going to come together. I'm sure it'll all make perfect sense when I see it. I'm sure it'll be just as good as the uh, Multiverse of Madness uh, cameos. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We they clearly demonstrated that we are not in good hands. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll see. 
Yeah. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Should we go over to final thoughts after that? That feels like kind of a a good down note to leave it on. Uh, ancestors, give me strength to wrap That's this right. thing up on the other side of this. We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we have been talking Marvel's Echo, the killer new Hulu series, um, which I think earned its R rating, right? We talked a little bit about the action violence. I, I thought it was worth it. I mean, what do you want to see? You're not going to see somebody, like, burned to death or, like, you know, anything like that. But, no, that's mm-hmm. for Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I like the fight choreography, especially that first episode with the, the Daredevil fight. I was like, damn that's like kind of high watermark for the series. And then it didn't quite live up to that, but there were still some other good fight scenes in the show. You know, she's throwing freaking roller skates at people and this and that. And, you know, I, I, yeah. I like that sequence a lot too, but yeah, they first scene, they run up and just like headshot a dude under the chin. Like they're not pulling any punches. Yeah, That was cool. Yeah. 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 yeah so they're, they're like going that. for Oh, she it. kicks that guy like into that thing and like splits his skull open when they're inside that uh, little bank area too. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep. Damn, yeah. So there's violence. I mean, I like, I like the, I like the action. It's just the story seems to have gotten completely butchered because yeah. they don't know what they're doing. But I like the tone, and if we yeah. get more of this, and it works, but I like the, the ancestor stuff. I did like, and I thought thematically it worked well in the end, even though I didn't like the finale stuff because I was a little confused what they were doing. Is, with yeah, is it a Shazam thing? Like you can just everybody's got the power. It's like I don't know. Okay, come on. But um, yeah, I it is. I will say Shazam. I don't. I didn't like that her friends were all like her grandma and her friend were all of a sudden fighting people too. Like, I feel like it should just be her, but, but no, we like really don't aim something. They do like a match cut, you know, of the ancestor yeah. aiming and then her aiming. It's like you're the spirit is, you know, guiding you yeah. like that, you know, but, yeah. but what's to say that they also, I mean, it seems like they're all part of the same bloodline. And again, as women warriors, like, couldn't they tap into it? The grandmother says it's afflicting you because the ancestors know you need this strength mm. in your moment of, you know, I don't know, like struggle, but I, mean, but I feel like her, it should be her, like, you know, I don't think any Native American woman can just have superpowers in the real it's, world. It's, no. I, I, it's this like the, show makes the case that that is our. If work. Bonnie can get them, like, cause if it's just her grandmother yeah. and her, like, you know, because they make a big deal about mothers. Like, there's an unbreakable bond between mothers and their daughters, right? And like, yeah. that's the, what we're tracing all the way well, back. Yeah. Again, I will just say, you know, the in these pre-established. Um, lineage-based powers, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Wakanda, which the catalyst is the herb, which is very interesting. And then you have Panther somebody God. like, let's say, like Moon Knight, who like makes the deal or the bargain. You know, there is a very active thing that has to happen before the possession occurs. Mm-hmm. Or you can just be an Asgardian and you're fucking, you know, just an alien born that way. I guess that's yeah. what they're leaning more towards, right? I guess, I guess so. I mean, Chaffa is an alien. You would, and they're fr- she's from another dimension in that first episode. I would imagine, or the very they, least like primordial, pre-human, like other beings that you yeah. know. Yeah, it's sort of know, like I a, mean, the gold. I mean, that's Eternals. The the 
gold cosmic power. So. It seems like, yeah, I mean, it's that. kind of like uh, um, the legend of how the native people were came to be um, combined with some MCU, like supernatural stuff going on or something. Yeah. The source of the power is like from the eternal well, but it's like the same. Yeah, you know, they just kind of dress it up. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a world where you got different. You got Shang-Chi. He's got like ancient Chinese stuff going on. So yeah. there's like a million yeah. different things happening in the MCU at the same time. That's there why it's is so great. a little bit yeah. of that. And it is, I guess, I mean, I think you pretty much just call it like almost like Orientalism, right? Where it's like, it seems like they're doing that towards every race of people <laughs> is special and unique and comes from a family of superpowers that to me does maybe even feel a little bit racist now that <laughs> you call that the shang chi well, one i really forgot jacob that's yeah. like damning we're from a secret city in the woods and you know all all of us are like this and you're like eh, yeah i guess so yeah, yeah, like all these things coexist at New the York. same time like the Eternals yeah. coexist with the Asgardians. Like it's all in the same. But, I mean, once again, the thing about the Eternals is and why it ruins <laughs> Spider-Man for me even is oh, all those wow. people are like, what you have to understand is we're all robots made by, you know, the gods in the sky. And you're like, yes, okay, I guess <laughs> like, I guess that kind of makes me feel very bad about my life and everything I live, but okay. <laughs> But that's all based on like the '70s Jack Kirby stuff, where it got very like yeah. psychedelic and stuff with the with the space gods and stuff, though. Yeah, right. chariots of fire. You got to think they're just trying to see what's going to hit because it's like, oh, if people like this space stuff, we got sword up there. When was the last time we fucking heard what sword's doing? Uh, <laughs> well, have you heard of a movie oh, called Mike. The Marvels? <laughs> oh no! Whoa, I have. I, I, I didn't saw see some it. Sword stuff, let me tell you. Does it look viable? Uh. fair enough fair enough yeah again it's like nick fury um leaving the tragedies of like his wife dying on earth to go up and like have you know play with some cats sit in a beach Uh, chair (laughs) yeah and hang out with brie larson and get into some hijinks i don't know it's very tonally weird but that's kind of the problem with the mcu is that the tone for each thing, the tone is different, right? But they all exist in the same is. universe. So obviously there's never been a cinematic universe as big or interconnected as this one before. Right. Um, but it's starting to kind of like, I think it's all just going to collapse under its own weight yeah, at some it's point. Scaling up. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they don't have, they need someone like Echo to potentially save them from the cave collapsing <laughs> upon them. But I don't think they have that I person. Know. I don't Echo know. Echo <laughs> will be the hero of the next Avengers movie. She will kill that the would Thanos be level threat. Awesome. <laughs> that would be that sweet. That would be awesome. Yeah. Can you imagine her with a flurkin, Jacob? This like, Alakwa Cox <laughs> giving this like grounded, you know, almost like, like subtle performance, right? Yeah. And there's like a goofy cat eating things. You'd be like, okay. Right. I like the idea of her talking shit to all the villains, and they're like, "What? What did she say?" And they're like, "Yeah, sorry, yeah. man." DK Metcalf style. She's de- yeah. Metcalfing all over them. Yeah, yeah. The thing that really does suck is going forward. It is going to be one character per movie or show or interaction where it'll be like Kamala Khan's, like, "Actually, my grandfather was deaf, so that's why I." And you're like, "Yes, yes, everyone oh, has God, an excuse yeah. that everybody <laughs> knows sure. sign language." Yes, yes, yes. They'll need a universal translator for sign language. Yeah, right. No, I just need those contacts. Dark Industries on it. Yeah, you already. Where they have those fucking cool contacts? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, make those in real life. I'm sure they're working on it. Well, I mean, um, Google Translate's gotten so good with the camera now for like whatever yeah. audio too. I mean, I'm sure it's doable. Oh yeah. <sighs> well, 
That's yep. Marvel's Echo. Yeah. Yep. It's a show I'll probably never think about ever again, which is interesting. No. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't mean, know. I didn't think about Hawkeye until I started yeah. watching the show. And I haven't thought about, um, I'll never think of it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. In I'll never think of it. Well, I'll think of Secret Evasion again, but it won't be good. Yeah. Thoughts. No. <laughs> no, you'll see Amelia Clark's obituary <laughs> and go like, you chose yeah. the wrong roles. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, oh, boy. Hawkeye's Christmas bow and arrow extravaganza. I hardly yeah. thought about you. This now. needed a season to tie it together too. If this had all taken place over like Valentine's Day weekend, uh, I think it would <laughs> we, we'd be coming back to it. Uh, right. You know they had planned a Hawkeye part two that's over Valentine's Day. Cupid's arrow. You kidding me? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, right easy. there. It writes itself. But they don't know how to write anything. All right. Um, any other final thoughts? I'll say somebody is truly asleep at the wheel. When I was looking at the Wikipedia for the episode descriptions for this, they kept referring to Uncle Henry's bowling alley. It's a skating rink. You didn't watch the show. It is not oh, a bowling no. alley. <laughs> Maybe it's a bowling no. They have laser tag. Oh, the laser tag fight. He does. Right. He does at one point say, "Go to the laser tag area, Mike." And out loud, I went, "That place looks awesome." <laughs> yeah, laser tag and roller skating in the same yeah, place. That's, we that's had cool. that in Ohio. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Best birthday. Yeah. It was, yeah. Me- it was incredible, but you know. So maybe there's a bowling alley there too. We don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I do like it's... There was a ski ball at least. painting on the wall that said, make America skate again. And I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think America yeah. should skate again. We should skate yeah, again. Yeah, there sure. was... God, they died. were really skirt some Trump stuff in this <laughs> fucking show. Fucking Jacob's going to watch the post-grid scene. He's going to let us all know. It's going to be great. I yeah. only I just hope that um Kingpin, if he becomes a mayor, he starts wearing his Hawaiian shirts again like he was in Hawkeye. That's a good look for <laughs> where him. did he where did he want to go on vacation in that show? That's what he was obsessed with. He's like, I've gotta I've actually gotta go I'm on vacation. <laughs> uh, I can't oh, remember. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. He MCU. has so let's say real quick, he's mm-hmm. you're setting him up as the Thanos level threat. Now, Jacob, we've That's seen what's him been on reported or said in the media, sure. quoted. You know, well, that they we've seen him, him in that. four different shows now. He got his ass yeah. kicked by uh, um, Daredevil, Daredevil twice, yeah, a deaf woman, and then a little girl who oh. shoots bow and arrows stuff. So yeah. this is the guy. He's unstoppable. <laughs> he got. I mean, in the twice. comics, he's he's. I mean, he's very strong. He's like a big guy. I mean, he was in uh, he was in Spider Man too, across the Spider Verse, uh, or the the first one. We no, love into this guy. Love Big Kingpin. Yeah, mm-hmm. big we Kingpin. stand Big Kingpin. <laughs> big Wilson. I think he's a, he's a big good Willis character if he's, if he's done right. But he needs to he needs to get in a fight with some underlings so he can assert his his power. Yeah, so we can see there's how a there's a whole roster of um when he becomes a Spider Man villain like Hammerhead and Tombstone, who are all these you know good. Goon uh, super villains that have not been right. Used then he's got to build Mecha Spider Prowler. Yeah, the prowler the, the, dude, there. the fucking Spider Slayers, Mike. Fucking would be dope too. Mm, so, yeah. and that would be, I mean, Ooh, I have maybe the line. biggest thing they could do would be to bring Spider Man down from the movies to these TV shows to make it work. Actually, that would be interesting because if you remember how. The last Spider-Man movie oh, ends. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a he's soft reboot where he's like, he's going to be doing street level stuff now. He's alone in New York. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey, Mr. So it's Murdoch, almost perfect for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, his only companion his was a guy who caught a brick. Yeah, who yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, this Spider-Man has never met this kingpin, obviously. But yeah, that could be interesting. And so when Maya t- opened his heart, she accidentally opened a pathway for him to get his superpowers. You know, yeah, some side effect that, of that. You know, yeah. whatever. I think he's yeah. just really strong, which we see at times where he beats he got people shot up in the brain. And stuff. But he survived a bullet. Yeah, he's yeah. very strong. Dude, he's yeah, like his whole body is made of muscle. Well, if you remember in the Daredevil movie with uh, Ben Affleck, he was played by uh, Michael, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. Duncan. Michael Clark mm-hmm. Duncan. That's I like right. that one. He's the human giant himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The Green um, Mile. So what I'm saying is bringing Colin Farrell as Bullseye, obviously, and make him. That's the multiverse <laughs> we to lean into. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to do it. Electra. Well, they had Electra in the Netflix ones, too. So. You have an arrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. would have, I would have had to assume that Daredevil reboot, their plans were to throw her out as well. That's God, that is so fascinating. Huh. I Interesting. guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if nobody has anything else. Nope. Nope. I just can't wait for the okay. Biscuits truck spinoff. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not kidding. I like the Billy Jack films. Those are films about a a half Native American man protecting reservations from violence. I I enjoyed that uh, homage. But then, I mean, do they say the the dog's name twice, right? (laughs) The dog's name Billy Jack, yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, Killers of the Mm -hmm. Flower Moon, those Osage probably could have used some of those superpowers when Robert De Niro was poisoning them all and stuff. Yeah. The see what they're the, so the light horsemen are those in that what are the light well the light horsemen if it, light in horsemen. reservation dogs that's what um, yeah right, right. McLaren is he's yeah. the reservation cop kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and he's a light horseman um, but they're not in Killer of the Flower Moon but oh, it was okay. interesting to see the okay. the origin of them in in this show yeah uh-huh. yep um, I would rather like for also break down the patriarchy I would rather watch Prey. Like I, oh, 100%. You know, I, yeah. I mean, it's just a yeah. better. Like, that's something I want to watch again, but that's because it has a cohesive narrative. If only they had done that yes. for this. Right. I, right. I say better performances, Mike, better embracing of the culture, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I will say, yeah. check out yeah. Reservation Dogs, Normies, if you haven't seen yeah. that. It is a really good show. Every and... Jacobs is a star when you give her a fucking script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like all no, four it's... of the main kids in that show. I like the supporting cast. Like, it's it's really good show. It's got a lot of heart. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great show. Yeah, so check that out. Oh, um, just a very quick story. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one time I've ever left the country, um, my father and my brother and I drove up to Toronto for two days. We went up for for one day originally to see a show called the Red Green Show. Uh, Mike, I I feel like you maybe know what that is. No? I know what that no. is. Yeah. You know what that is, Jacob. Canadian it was like show. a handyman. It was like a PBS handyman show. It was kind yeah. of like a parody joke show. Very Canadian. It was like sketch comedy mixed with yes. home improvement stuff. Now, I yeah. say that because my oh, okay, father's yeah. favorite character on that show was a Native American actor, Graham Greene, who played a character, mm. Edgar, who was an explosive expert. And whenever we would watch anything that was shot in Canada that would have Graham Greene in it, my dad would be like, there he is. There's Canada's treasure, Graham Greene. He's the best. And I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. And he would turn to me and go, I bet you $100 this is shot in Canada. And we would look it up and it always would be. Now, I say this to say for this show, shot in Oklahoma, wink, wink. 
I looked up Graham Greene. I looked up that grandmother. I looked up, um, uh, I believe his name is like Thunder or Lightning, the guy who plays Biscuits. All mm. native Canadian actors. This was shot in Canada. This does not look oh, like sure. for a second like Oklahoma <laughs> at all. So ridiculous. Yeah. Well, he yeah. was he was in uh, Reservation Dogs as well, um, which that has has a lot of even in small guest parts or cameos has a lot of different native actors. Even Lily Gladstone, mm-hmm. who is yeah. in, the star of Killers of the Flower Moon, was in uh, in Reservation Dogs. So Amber and Star in Prey. Episode. Yeah, Amber Mitha. Yep, yep. Yes, she's, yes. She's the uh, influencer. I remember the, that one. Yes, that was yeah, a very yeah. funny episode. <laughs> Greasy from. <fire>, um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and even uh, Dogface, the the guy who got famous for skateboarding and listening to Fleetwood Mac. What a poll take of Dogface! <laughs> oh, that's a great poll. The famous love TikToker. Him. We, we love, love him. him. We love him. We love him. Listening to All Dreams right. by Fleetwood Mac. All right. <laughs> Why couldn't I have go. gotten famous that way? All right, yeah. Normies. <laughs> yep, that's been Marvel's Echo. Let us know what you thought <laughs> at Normies underscore like underscore us. Uh, where you can hit us up. Now, if you watch the YouTube version, you would realize we were doing sign language this entire mm. time. So please mm-hmm. make sure to watch those two. Yep. Love Spider-Man. I, 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 I love see you, Jacob. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man. No, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Marvel, Marvel. I get it. Uh, but hit us up at that YouTube uh, where you can watch these videos as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks normies. Uh, tune in next week. And, uh, yeah, we're your normies, right? We're your hosts. <laughs> That's right. This is Colin Penn. Mike Murdoch. And this is Jake Echo. There we go. Does that that make sense? Justice is Jack-o. blind, everybody. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Thanks, normies. Justice <laughs> is deaf. <laughs> That's right. Justice cannot hear. Hear no evil, see no evil. Punch all evil. Catch you next time, normies. That's right. Bye. Bye. She says you. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.